everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the show, which is called the Unimoney Podcast. <laughs> you let you, you, you hanging, you let me hanging there, man. I caught Jesus. you off guard. <laughs> Jesus, man. Uh, I'm your you host. That, uh, oh, oh no, it's okay. That's Sorry, fine. we just, weren't. We just, weren't just. just <laughs> we weren't quite finished. While you're at it, <laughs> kick you while you're down. And I'm your host, Mick. And I'm your co-host, Don. How the hell are we, everybody? Um, I'm quite good. How are you? I'm um, I'm miffed by by what just happened, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, it is it tis the season, right? That's what they say. Tis the season for a prank. <laughs> tis the season to be, I don't know, audacious. What <laughs> hell? Audacious and and scandalous. Um, yes, so, scandalous is the word. <laughs> so uh, this episode, I suppose, it won't come out exactly on Christmas, but um, it would be considered a Christmas episode. Um, so although Christmas has passed, we'll say a Merry Christmas to everyone. Hopefully the holidays went well. Um, we're going into another lockdown. How do you feel about that? Um, wow, we, we went from like Christmas to like salutations to lockdown. Oh, God. <clears throat> Ch- changing direction there. Woo! It's like Michael Schumacher. And, uh, <laughs> we don't talk about um, him on this. Just Well, because, he, hey, you know, hey, hey. But he, you see, he is, he is recovering because I was reading about him recently. Oh, okay. And he is recovering, but... He, they're still not letting certain people in to see him, so it's which very is fair. Restricted. Which is fair. Yeah, can you imagine I the the media? Yeah. Can you imagine the media getting a field day on that? But I think certain family members are still not allowed to go in, and I think like his old mentor from years ago. I don't don't, don't know that, that much about the guy's life, but I think he had like a few old mentors from from years ago in the Formula One scene, and mm. they wanted to go in and see him. But I don't know, was it his wife or his mother or someone kept stopping her? Yeah, yeah so, that's I don't fair. Know. That's fair. That's yeah. more than fair. So when it, it comes, probably is, I suppose. So when it comes to um, the lockdown that's that's going on here, how do you feel? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I suppose, like, I mean, it's understandable, of course. Uh, do I agree with the approach? No. Um, you know, for a number of reasons, really. But I suppose it's a bit unfortunate. Um, you know, at the end of the day, as we all know, the public any public sector has a responsibility of protecting people's lives and yeah. they feel that that's the required thing to do and because of that they've gone and they've done they've implemented another lockdown so whether we agree or disagree that's what's going to happen and you know at the end of the day you have to kind of follow the guidelines so that's part of the problem i suppose well it depends what your your view is but it's not ideal i don't think especially for you know the the time of year that it is um, but then again, the only other argument would be, well, if you don't do something, well, the case numbers are just going to explode, which I think was always going to happen anyway. But mm-hmm. um, that is true. Yeah, yeah. like it'll save more lives, of course. I mean, that, it would. That, yeah, that's obvious. But but I suppose in that case, then you 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 destroy the economy. And this this episode isn't about it, but it's just that you know we were kind of <laughs> falsely led, right? Where it's like, oh, lockdown will happen after January. Now they've realized that numbers keep going up um so they're kind of bringing that forward which is fine i suppose i I don't think at this point lockdown is a surprise right it's it's Mm -hmm. just our life until this whole thing blows over it's just lockdown freedom lockdown freedom so it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that it's happening what's more of a surprise is that it's kind of it's probably more of a surprise and more of a a a hit to the uh, business owners where they're like, okay, well, you gave me like a month to try and make up the money, and now you're saying I only have two weeks. So I think mm-hmm. that's where the surprise is from, right? It's kind of like they're getting stabbed in the back. But in general, I don't think, if we're looking at it in terms of people, like individuals, it shouldn't come to a surprise to anyone. And I think that that's the case all over the world. You know, it, it shouldn't be a surprise that a lockdown happens. Um I suppose what yeah, I agree. what is probably a surprise is in the UK where they're doing the tier system. Um, so like tier two, oh, it's going into like red or yellow or all this kind of stuff. Um, I think that's more of a surprise because in that case, I feel like it might be easier just to lock down the whole country. Now, it would be easier, but you'd have a massive um, economical impact. But what's stopping and nothing's stopping them other people from say going from like tier four uh, into a place that's tier one and then just partying there 
like you still have the spread so it's less controlled that's all yeah yeah definitely yeah like no matter what we do this is going to go into the, into, into the autumn of uh, next year for when everything starts to really actually dwindle so effects of 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 the vaccine will take in the order of months and until that happens the increase is going to be obvious so then the question becomes then when we reach say middle of february and the vaccines start to take an effect and perhaps they're not taking as much of an effect as you might think or we might hope how do we approach the economy then like i mean th- this isn't our decision obviously but um how does that affect you know decisions being made at at, at the government level so that's the thing i'd like to understand a bit more because you can almost see what they're doing it's like when you see the case numbers rising you go oh no here comes another lockdown and then bang yep there there you go so what well, whatever country you're in and there's probably like been a threshold of a number and then they just lock down the country so in Ireland it's about if it goes to like five or six hundred cases a day and then beyond that they'll just lock down the whole country like they'll go to like a level five or like the max level of restrictions in your area that's what they will do until of course the vaccine has been tried and tested amongst rolled out and everything, yeah. of the population yeah and it, the magic number is that 70 percent of the population once that happens then it's a free-for-all um i i would be very surprised if we would have lockdowns after that point and that's why people are estimating it'll be around autumn time um that's 70 percent to try and get everybody uh vaccinate as many people as possible vaccinated um but i suppose that is a story for another day. Maybe we might reflect on this in October and see where did it all go wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, uh, yeah, we'll do like a we might do like a a year in review in March. Exactly, um, and then maybe all, a like, kicked off two year review and three year and see the consequences that it might still have on us. Um, I just hope we get a St. Patrick's Day parade next year. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> you know, my thoughts on that are probably. Uh, it really does depend on a lot of factors obviously like the buzz that's around the place around that time is great and probably you know definitely would be nice to have it i believe last year i suppose i'm saying last year now because it's it's already passed but last year i suppose was cut very close to the time i remember here anyway they were all saying that it was going ahead and then I think only two days after they were like, nope, not happening. We're mm-hmm. locking down. Um, so we we only found out pretty late. So that was a shame. Um, but saying that, I don't think I was in the country. So <laughs> it didn't really affect me. Yeah, it's it's true. I had a road race down in, in County Cork. Um, I think it was... I think it was the 8th of March or something. So that was like a couple of weeks before they locked down the entire kind of country. So that was nice to do. And then bang. And then nothing for, well, for the rest of the year. Yeah. But like we say, that's for another day. That is for today another day. Talk about, today we're going to talk about something a little bit different. Today is is more of, um, let's see how it goes. You know, like um, the topic is truth. Um, I think it's fair to say, right, that everybody kind of looks for the truth and i think that also probably is an indirect reflection that we want to see the goodness in people right stop me if mm-hmm. i made uh, a weird assumption there but i feel no, like truth is very much linked to seeing the best in people and then lies could be like the bad side uh, i don't know how you feel about that maybe if we start mm-hmm. there and kind of stabilize our thoughts on it yeah so you're making you're sort of saying okay well if we want to have a look at the good in people and we want to understand what that means and that entails, the truth is going to be a useful prop for us. Well, that was really, really bad, bad feedback there on the mic. So, um, like, that, the truth would be a sort of a prop for us. Yeah, that's exactly um, it. It's like it's the truth is going to really show... Because I suppose in certain times, like, the truth is always going to be difficult to say, to, to tell someone. So, in order to... Uh, do it, I guess you have to have good intentions. And those good intentions are are usually a reflection of of good people. Now, obviously, it depends on the truth because certain times it's not good to tell the truth. Like uh, if you, I don't know, found your friend's wife cheating, um, obviously the person would like to know, but it's like a, it's a bad truth. Um, 
in that case, I would consider that to be like, um, you might say it out of spite or something. I don't know if something like that should be said by your friend or let's say the wife that's doing the cheating or the husband. I don't want to paint anybody in any weird um, light. But you know what I mean? It's like certain truths probably aren't nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, and those sorts of things that would need that sh- that ought to be disclosed. Not saying that they should be disclosed, but they they ought to be disclosed because um, I suppose in the case with um, with infidelity, it's um, yeah, look, you know, it's relationships may may vary and all that, but at the same time, it's probably best if people know where they stand, and yeah. hopefully that a situation like that, when you incorporate the truth, can end up in a resultant situation where the people become stronger for it rather than tearing them apart. Builds their character, in other words, builds their relationship up. But and yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. It's just strengthen their relationship. That depends, right? <laughs> it's very hard. I'm, to I'm fight. afraid it does. And this, look, this is. I mean, this goes back to a thing about maturity for mm. me, right? So, if we talk about looking for the good in people, and then we talk about the truth, you don't necessarily have to have the truth to find the good in the person. I think that's a universal sort of condition that you would uh, that you I think we should sort of swivel our wheel of morality in that way right so we should go okay regardless of whether the person is being truthful or not they might have reasons to be telling other things than the truth but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person it's yeah. about their actions right it's what we say is one thing and then what we do is something else yeah, it's like However, there's also that white yeah. lie is what you're trying to say. <clears throat> that's like, part of what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's, yeah. So, like, we we everything happens twice. It happens in our thoughts and it happens in our actions. I think everyone knows that. So, with the with the kind of time that we're in, um, with, you know, Christmas approaching and, and so on, and it'll be upon us very soon, we we understand that it's a very emo- emotive time of the year and people tend to say things and sometimes do things that they, that they don't mean or you know emotions are, are are heightened for reasonably obvious reasons which is understandable but it's important not to forget that people are flawed by definition and because of that they will tell you know they will they will tell they will say things that are not true and they will hopefully reflect later on and so on so we can still derive the goodness in people and it's actually a very fundamental point it's like well is (laughs) you can do it this way if you want and i actually don't know the answer to this question i had heard others talking about this before but i never really settled my mind on what the actual output is but um you could start with the premise that we're by definition, fundamentally good people. So what I mean by that is that the human condition, a human being is fundamentally a good person or an entity. And I don't know is that quite true, actually, but it's worthwhile to think about that because chances are people who you're who you're you're interacting with are in the first world. Um, so so they have all their needs met within reason. You'd like to think, and anyway, certainly, if they don't, then that's extremely unfortunate and it's probably not their fault directly it's probably the fault of some somebody else like it could be you know if you're not eating i mean it, it's very difficult uh, i'll say this with um, caution it's difficult it's difficult to go to go hungry these days but it can so easily happen if a part of your income is being you know taken away from you by it could be an alcoholic relation you know, relative or something like that and you could you know so there's those things but l- let's assume for a second that those things are met so the only reason then not to be to be how am i say how might i say it the only way to be causing difficulty in muddling the lines where the truth and you know where those things happen is if something isn't quite right in that in that setup so I think by definition, I think it's a reasonable thing to who suggest that we are fundamentally good people to begin with. And then from that telling the truth, you would seem to, it would seem to reasonable to suggest that telling the truth then will naturally follow from that 
not that sort that sort of state. So do you think that the truth is our natural default? So in other words, do Great people question. yeah, do people default to telling the truth or would we default to tell lies? I mean it's an evolutionary thing, right? But what do you think? Uh just while you were talking about that, um it sounded like you would be veering more towards it's natural to say the truth and therefore it's like a default setting. Yeah, that's a great question. And while I spent the last three or four minutes there like like fumbling about, you've asked a very profound question. So I'm glad we managed to derive something from that because that was, that was a bit painful. But thank you for rescuing that. Um, so yeah, so I think the answer to your question kind of it, it it builds on what i was trying to say which which i which i made sound much more difficult than it is if the baseline conditions are met so you, in other words you have all your needs met you know within reason and there's no major struggle in your life which is which which is never actually true because there's there's always huge struggles in in one's life but if you have everything that you need you know you're not living homeless and you're just, you know robbing people for money and whatever you know you actually you're fortunate enough to be in in a position where you've got your needs met, you know your fundamental needs, what they used to call in school like your your, your human rights. Um, once you've got those things met, it's a bit easier to operate in the world. So, do we operate from a position of truth by default and by definition? I would like to think that for the most part the answer is yes, but depending on our personality and where where we want to go from where we are currently, and especially who with whom we're interacting with that the answer isn't necessarily isn't necessarily that we will operate using the vehicle of truth we will go towards excuse me we will go towards other means and mechanisms to either make ourselves feel better about a situation that is happening that we can't actually necessarily control either the outcome of it or what's happening at that time or we'll get to a situation where we think, ah, I can control the outcome here, but so, but sometimes you 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 can't, and then you'll try and meander the truth, because you want to have an impact on what's happening next. Which, whether you do or you don't, isn't going to make a difference, and that's a very hard thing to kind of come to terms with. So I I, I hope that that's answered your question. I think we should we probably most of us will come from a baseline of truth because most of us are good people, right? So if you talk to like say the salt of the earth people like farmers or whoever it might be in your local hometown and you know they're working hard all day on the fields or you know whatever it might be and they'll come into to the town in the afternoon or the evening to get you know extra bits of shopping that that they can't you know get themselves or whatever and you'll bump into them and you'll have a conversation with them like it's it's rather difficult for them to be deceptive because they don't really use deception an awful lot to get what they need to get done done during their day so it's it, it, you know you, 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 you're you not going to meet a well I was going to say you're not going to meet a con man who doesn't work very hard that's actually not true you, they work very hard it's a bit like saying like oh like criminals don't, don't, don't work hard that's not true criminals work very hard as a matter of fact if they put their effort into living a standard like civvy life they'd probably be managers <laughs> you know what I mean so um, it, that's a bit of an offshoot but I think to answer your question is that yes, I think we do operate from a place of truth, but in order for that to happen and manifest really, you've got to come from a point where it doesn't like how does the how does telling fibs and white lies benefit a very hard working person? It doesn't because it goes against their principles, at least that's what I think. Whereas someone who might be a little bit more wayward might be might be slinging dope or might be doing whatever to take it by they're probably more likely to start telling some lies because it sort of matches their lifestyle if that makes sense I don't know how you feel about that no it is does. There, are they just huge like generalizations or is there anything you take umbrage with there because there's probably something that i've said there that, that that's totally wrong but i need that dissected before i can see it yeah i, I suppose from from my point of view on it i would say that we don't all come from a place of truth. I would actually say that the majority of us don't. Um, but like it could just be a general thing of like saying like a little lie in the truth, um, which would then therefore say that you're 
you're you're not being fully truthful. Um, and a lot of it comes down to the fact, I think, and you personally, is if I don't say it, it's not lying. So they'll leave out certain things that might really add to the truth and kind of make it more truthful, but will benefit the other person or the person saying it. Um, so from my point of view, I don't think that we actually, the majority of us come from a place of truth. But I suppose the other side of it is, would you think... Um, Okay, now I have to be careful with how I phrase this, but can somebody believe their lie to be true? And then at that point, what happens? Because if you oh, yeah. if you say something and you believe it, um, and you know we're saying that you know to see somebody's um, goodwill and a good person, they say the truth. But if they say this lie and they believe it to be true. Does that skew how they, who they are, and what they stand for, or is it just kind of like, oh yeah, but you know they believed it, so it doesn't really change anything for them. It's kind of a weird yeah. thing in my head. I'm not sure if I, if it came across correctly, but in my head, it's kind of like if somebody says a lie, but thinks it's true, does that make them a bad person? Yeah, I think a classic example to think about is if we go back to like. A Nazi concentration guard, like say someone in one of the concentration camps in World War Two, and we take a look at the guards who who worked there, right, and what their their job was, and what they were doing. So, to think that we're anyway terribly dissimilar from these these people who were doing a job, which was the active control of killing people, in other words, they were supporting by the way of them going to work. If they, they didn't do it, they'd face the same faith, right? Faith, I should say. So, does that mean then that they're not coming from a, a place of truth? Because they've been... It's probably a... a, a it might even be a circular argument because... I don't I don't know. Really... I don't know how... Uh, when, I, when, when I hear while you were saying that, I don't know how it's relevant. Well, maybe I'm missing the point here. But I Let don't know how. You. Yeah, I'm just. I'll tell you where I'm struggling here is. I don't understand how somebody doing that would make them kind of not truthful. No, but what I mean, maybe I'm getting my definitions mixed up with with, with truth and, and and morality, right? So if you're a Nazi concentration guard, right, and you're in control of the doors opening and closing to various gas chambers and so on. And you're watching people die, and you're authorizing it if you like. You're you're acting on behalf of whoever's whoever's made this sort of call for this event to happen. So, are you not then like you're truthful in the way that you're acting out what you're doing because your actions are matching what your job is supposed to be doing? But is that really being truthful to your own personal belief where these people should die or not? But th- I think that. That comes from, I think, in that point, it's more your morality than your truth, than truthfulness. I mean, like, if you're not being true to yourself, I think that is kind of defining your morality. Um, And I don't know if that directly applies to the truth that we're talking about here. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I would think, uh, that it's, it it comes down more to the morality of the person. Now... (laughs) In certain cases, it's not, you know, that simple um, because the, in those cases, there would have been guards that were like held against their will or sort of stuff would have happened. And if you don't do this, you die. Or if you don't do this, other people die and all this. So it's not completely um, black and white. There is a bit of gray, but I think that comes down to the morality of the person because they're not necessarily lying to anybody that would impact somebody else's life. And that's really the truthful that we're talking about, unless I got this completely wrong, but it's more the truthfulness and the impact it has on other people and the truthfulness in a society more than the truthfulness to yourself. Mm -hmm. Can I take this a different way? So you mentioned that we're, we kind of by definition don't for the most part come from a place of truth, if I have that correctly. So a couple of key questions come from that. I suppose the first one I'll ask is, 
and maybe this is the only one I'll get a chance to ask. Maybe we'll see how it goes. But why do you think that is? Why? What do you think is driving that? That fundamental. I can. I could probably. Position? Yeah, I could probably say. I think it's a survival of the fittest kind of case. Um, it's an evolutionary thing. If we kept yes. on saying the truth, that could be perceived as a weakness. So we yes. might lie to make us seem more strong and kind of symbolize some strength that we have that others might not have. Um, sure. So that, that's why we would, I feel like, not all the in all the cases and not all the time, but in, in some, some cases, we would probably default to um, not being truthful to other people. Perfect. On that note, if we fast forward to like today's like society to make it maybe perhaps a bit more more relevant to our our listeners, um, do you think that's why social media has such a massive impact on the way we live our our lives now? Yeah, you know, in terms Is that of a bit of a jump or I no, know. no, I think that's per- perfect. Like, like the thing about social media is, you know, I I always have this idea of social media where we are put in so. Let me take it from the start. This might paint the position I have on social media negatively. I think it's a great tool to have um, when used correctly. But let's not talk about that now because social media isn't the talking point here. But what I think is happening there, right, is we go from uh, kind of when we start off as kids, we go to a uh, we go to school where our opinions are kind of encouraged, right, where we're kind of asked questions answer the question, um, let yourself be heard, say your voice and all this kind of stuff. And then we move to work where you find out that your opinion doesn't really matter because there's somebody at the top of the ladder. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we went from performing to not performing. So social media allows us to perform to other people. Um, So when, when you look at it that way, you can see that there's a lot of people who are fake on social media. They're acting that's a platform from that for them to perform and that could be in different ways like showing how great their life is to how happy their family is all this kind of stuff but a lot of it is fake um it's you're painting what it is you're showing people a little bit of what you want them to see not that there's anything wrong with this because essentially everything is quite personal so what you choose to show other people is up to you but when we talk about truthfulness, we're not when it comes to social media. And then another aspect of it is one thing that I find is probably, and this might fall in morality more than anything, but when people do these little kinds of uh, acts of kindness, such as uh, donating to charity, but posting it all over the internet that they did it, I don't think that's truthful. And Again, this might fall into morality because it's it's like the truthfulness to yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, it's you're probably thinking, let me show people how um, good I am and how, um, I suppose, how look at me giving and all this when you're actually only doing it to get um, people to, to see that and get appreciation and being people like getting people to say oh look how good you are look at what you did you're a great person and uh, so in that case it's it's not good um so in i suppose that that that's probably an example of bad social media use <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah definitely no i think you're absolutely right um i think that's, that's very interesting what you're saying so it's like it's sort of like a rebellion against when life kind of hits you in the face mm-hmm. when you kind of go from say a school environment to a working environment. When you go from strength to weakness, you have to react. Mm-hmm. And the and the world, well, the world, but um, in general, this social media was given to us to perform. It's like, go, do what you will, perform to other people and show them how great you are. That's what it is. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I'd nearly go as far as to say that, I mean, I can see what you're saying where a sort of a, a school system will champion your plight a bit more than a working environment will. But within reason, the education system is present primarily to produce good factory workers. It's not really produced to, to 
produce pe- people who think. I mean, you know, so at least that's been my experience. Um, well, no, so I, I find that the, the way the, what I'm trying to say here is when you're in school, you're asked questions to answer um, and you're they're they're kind of encouraging you to speak up to develop mm-hmm. your character um, because it is essentially like the first point in which you can actually develop yourself is sure. school. But work will not allow that. Um, I agree. But what I'm trying to get at is I think this happens a bit earlier than what you're saying. I think this happens in school too. Like when you're of school age too, right? Because if you look at social media for younger people, <clears throat> they're very present on it and it's a big deal for them, right? Yes. So, But before, before you kind of say that, I suppose I probably should have made it clear before was I was talking from a point of like, no social media to how we manage to get social media. And then at that point, it's now that we have it, it changes everything because now kids are going to want to be on social media. So it's changed what my my initial thought, it's changed kind of my conclusion yeah. towards it because now we've kind of pushed it forward. If that makes any sense. Like I was when I was talking about like, oh, social media is a place to perform because we went from a place of say your opinions to a place where you don't say your opinions. I was really talking about it in the sense of no social media. School is there to encourage opinions. Um, and then uh, to a point where you have social media now where you just perform there as opposed to anywhere else. If that no, makes I, sense. I think it's a great it, it's a great analogy. I really like the analogy. I'm just concerned that it happens earlier. <laughs> that, that's but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that now yeah. it's changed. Mm-hmm. Like my initial concept was when there was no social media Mm -hmm. so if i was to look at it now the concept of social media is there to perform because we go from school to work doesn't hold it doesn't hold anymore uh, because that's not true at all because kids are using social media now but if i look back to when there was no social media sure why was social media created well it was created to allow us to perform so Given that's the case, how do we expect... Here's the next kind of key question, possibly. How do we expect ourselves to be truthful in a world which promotes anything but? That You see, that's the question that I don't think we can answer. That's <laughs> You've hit a question that is like... Um, a moral question as uh, as such. I, keep, kind of, I know, I keep, I keep doing that, don't I? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it's up to you, right? It's up to each individual person to yes. understand. That's, that, that's critical. That's yeah. absolutely critical. And where this thing hemorrhages is when we fail to live up to what we ought to be doing. So but that, it, on the yeah. other side of that is it's the other kind of another factor of hemorrhaging is that some people are so engrossed in this fakeness in this social media aspect and it's not only social media that acts as that makes us be fake but other stuff too it could be friends or any of that kind of stuff you're trying to portray this lifestyle that you don't have because all of that is promoted in yourself it makes it very difficult for you then to be truthful because you've now believed that this is your life and so being truthful in this case is kind of like taking a step back on what you are. So it really does become difficult then to um, to kind of, as a human, do the right thing and say the truth when you're living kind of like a lie, if that makes any sense. No, it does. And I suppose the question I'd like to consider then is, based on that, do we feel more comfortable living that way or would we feel more comfortable telling the so-called truth <laughs> because we, there's two problems there first of all we won't even possibly even acknowledge the fact that we're not speaking the truth because what we've been surrounded by is truthful in our world which is kind of what you're saying it's, it's like there's a deception being being played there where we don't really operate we operate under what we see it's like you know it's like what i'm seeing in front of me is reality whether that wall of reality is is there or not. Like if you're if you've been institutionalized for a long time, say you're in the prison system or something like like that, things will be quite 
normal you know like you'll 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 stay you'll be segregated by race and and so on which are totally foreign concepts to us now in on the outside world but if you're in a system like that where you're concentrated into your could it be like a belief system and so on it's so hard to escape because that becomes your reality so i think what's interesting to think about possibly is our social media is a big part of everyone's reality nowadays there's no real kind of avoiding that right at least not to my knowledge and if you don't partake in social media yourself almost everybody else around you does you're an outlier in that case exactly so and not a lot of people want to be outliers right so you might go on anyway or whatever so we've now kind of handcrafted a new normal which is it you know it is what it is let let's not give out about it but let's understand what's happening and as you said yourself like a lot of people don't even they can't even define the truth for themselves to begin with so without a clear compass of where you know true north is how can we possibly even think about contemplating the prospect of starting to tell the truth when, when we don't know what the truth is, is is ourselves to ourselves and what the truth actually looks like so then the question becomes if we're asking about like being truthful and that's like a state it just, what we've done there is we've completely proved my what i said at the beginning wrong because if we were to come at this from like a state of oh yeah we tell the truth we are truthful in our approach that couldn't be possible under this or under our current circumstances i suppose yeah and in in other words to to come out of from a place of like we fundamentally don't operate by a truth principle that, that like that's got to be true in order to survive the world we li- we live in nowadays and i suppose another side of that is we're moving so far away from the truth like the concept of virtual reality and the concept of augmented reality really doesn't push us to live in our most kind of real selves um, it's almost like it, it's almost like it's it's like um we live in a society now where it's like if you can spot if you can spot the truth it's like ah, oh, wait what's that yeah wait that that can't be true or oh, that must be a lie yeah so now it's like the truth is definitely a lie so we we've made what's good sorry i'm do, i'm putting a place i'm putting a place on on, on on the word good there so if we say ah oh, well that's that's the truth that might be good because that might be a decent morality to t- a moral mm-hmm. stance to take on something like that that's a problem mm-hmm. so now we've just stripped like a plaster strips a, a wall we've just stripped the whole thing and that just shows truth. you how far away from true north we are right if we if the concept of if we act like that and pretty sure that cer- certain people do where it's like the truth is actually a negative thing uh, to their eyes it shows you that we're not really we're not really kind of um going in that direction anymore we now we just want to hear what it's kind of like now what we want to hear is what's good to us it's like what we want to hear individually what you as a person want to hear if that's a lie that's good that's the truth that's good but you don't want to hear the truth if it's a negative truth to you you would prefer to live with the lie and that's kind of yes. the way that it's nearly going now. Yes. And where is the benefit or the reward or the interest yeah. come from? I to, get, yeah. To actually go to the bother of trying to develop something like a moral system, which will get you truth, but it won't get you any sort of acceptance or any mm-hmm. sort of... um you know, oh, good job, well done there, you've done your moral work today. Not a lot of people seem to care about that. Yeah, and that could just come down to the fact that our kind of, our immediate reality is evolving towards, away from that. So, <coughs> when it, when you talk about what's the benefit and what, you know, in terms of, if we strip it down, go back to basics, right, what's the benefit of saying the truth if it's not going to perceive that be a good thing to other people i think it really comes down then at that point is you got to look at it from your own point of view 
And it's like, would you want to live with, um, you know, do you want to be the person that tells the truth and you know it or the person that doesn't? That might actually be more um, accepted in society and kind of more loved in, in certain ways, but will be fake and therefore probably damaging your, your personality and your person in general um, or the person who is um, probably not perceived well but tells the truth. I think that then comes back to like a moral thing of of you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it it does. Um, I'll be honest, I zoned out there slightly, but <laughs> sure, yeah, sure thing. I um, think it, essentially I think it just comes down to the person. Like there's benefits and, and negatives and of everything when we talk about truth or morals or any of that kind of stuff it just comes down to the person so painting this idea that we painted here which again is opinion um that us as humans probably don't go towards don't kind of merge towards the truth but we probably go towards a lie um kind of shows where we are in society and how that probably impacts our evolution and probably impacts what is important to certain people such as well not important but successful right such as social media is super successful um mm-hmm. virtual reality is is very successful there's certain parts of it that are successful which really shows you that it's like as if we would prefer to live a lie than the truth <clears throat> which i think is important right i agree but here's here's one for you right so we're clearly not two radical revolutionary thinkers of our our time, right? What I mean by that is, I think most people, it's reasonable to suggest, also have quite deep down, although maybe it's deeper down with others than it is for some. They also understand that so that things can um um phenomena like social media are not entirely truthful, right? And they can do some damage. And there's no doubt about it. It's probably overall a net net good thing, although that's definitely debatable. But the point there is that it it was always going to happen since you had, like, MSN Messenger from, like, 2008 and stuff, right? So it came from that, you know, Bebo and all this sort of jazz, right? And it all started to get to evolve from about, 10, 12, 15 years ago. The point I'm making is I think a lot of people understand that there's not a lot of truth going on in that domain. But at the same time, there seems to be a huge hunger for getting involved with this sort of, dare I say, nonsense. Right. So what do you think is driving the fact that not only are we not resenting it or, st- or stopping to acknowledge the fact that this is this is a bit I'm having an issue with this, but actually what's happening is it's it's actually accelerating in terms of its its growth. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that I would ask there is why do you think people think it's 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 um, it's an issue to them? Because we've acknowledged that it might be potentially an issue for us, right? But we've so, we've acknowledged that we've said that oh we can see the negatives right mm-hmm. uh, of social media just like we could see the positives, but if we also state that people don't come from a place of truthfulness, it's not an issue for certain people. Now what I would say then is that the reason why it's so successful is because people actually like to show how good they are, to show how good their life is and how successful they are, even if they're not. People like to show that. Um, and in a place where you can perform, that gives you, um, you're, you're essentially letting people admire you. And that's what pushes social media to be successful. It's that admiration of people being like, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, I wish I was like them. And that's where it can be fake as opposed to truth, truthful. But in other words, in other cases, it can be truthful. Like you could, your life could actually be like that. But more cases than not, people kind of overhype what they do and everything so that people look at it and, and are like, wow, your life is so good, so cool and so good and you're living, you're really living the life. Mm-hmm. And that's what's pushing it to be successful. Yeah. 
Do you think an interesting like corollary that's come out of the advent of social media in the last decade or so is what we now see quite recently as this whole notion of like fake news. Um, do you think that's like an extension or an addendum of it? Or do you see that as like a separate phenomenon? I think that's separate. That really shows you how how potentially being fake or acting fake or anything around that um, has more of an appeal to people. Because if they didn't, fake news wouldn't be um, kind of so transmittable. Because fake news travels quicker than real news. And why is that? Because fake news is usually more interesting. And so that shows you that if you're also fake, you could become more interesting to others. I think that just kind of like, what you just did there is kind of like just bring everything into a circle. It's like connected. It's like to the core, we're kind, we're, we're probably fake. Um, and that's a great example to bring in. <laughs> yeah. There's a, great, there's a great quote by Ayn Rand. Um, I sit in my bedroom today, as you, as you know. I have it up on my wall. I'm going to read it out to you, actually. Um, but it's a bit out of the re- it's a bit out of reach from the microphone. So, um, to those of you who don't like Iron Man, that that's absolutely fine. Um, I take umbrage with some of her stuff in the Fountain Head as well. So don't don't worry about it. It's not it's not all it's not all positive. I have to say about her, but she 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 did say some interesting things. So bear with me for a second. Yeah, she says something to the effect of like. To sell your soul is the easiest thing in the world. I'm going to jump up for the, for the rest of that quote now. Yeah, she says, Everyone sells their soul every day. But if I asked you to keep yours, would you see why that's so much more difficult? So, what she's trying to say there is like, well, this is this is my view. Is you'll have a you'll have a situation where every day we'll go out and we'll do X, Y, and Z, and it's a bit difficult. Classic example of that is like you know surviving the corporate environment, right? That's a difficult thing to do. And if you were to turn around and say, "No, I'm not doing that at all. I've had enough of this. I'm walking away, and I'm going to go, I don't know, become a tradesperson instead or something, or just do something entirely where." Social conformity has nothing to do with how I make a living. You can see why that's going to be a much more difficult life for you. Because by and large, if you're living in corporate America, like, minus the politics and all that sort of stuff, it's a pretty good life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you can do, do do very well. And it's an honorable thing to do. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with it. So that's kind of what she was saying um, to, the, to that effect. It's very difficult to live a moral, decent, ethically balanced, well, good life. So it's sort of amplifies i think what we've been discussing about yeah you know truth telling and why it's so much easier even it might even be more desirable in a lot of circumstances to be you know saying things that aren't quite you know augmented with the truth you know i, I was forever baffled when i was working in the construction sector when i was when i worked there for a few years and i realized that no matter how much I wanted to get closer to the truth of what was actually happening with a certain account or whatever it might have been that I was looking at. I gave the full story. I had the full synopsis. And I was like li- like living it, you know, day in, day out. So I knew exactly what was happening in that month's period. And then the money will start coming in as an application and we'll look at what's happening and we'll do the full analysis and we'll know where it starts and it stops. But at the end of the day, the deception always win- always won out. So I'd have an I'd have a figure for yep. I think your work this month is worth this because I've here's my backup and my workings. This is reasonable. I've got a contingency in here too because I'm not you know I'm not I'm not spotting everything right. And I have a bias to the firm that I'm working for as well. So I've got a contingency here of this. Here's what I think your 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 work is worth this month. Bang, you give him a figure. And they'll look at it and go, no, obviously, because that's what they're supposed to do, which, which which makes sense. But to cut a long story short, how it how it often got settled was through this sort of 
like these people who I these people called managers come in, right? They're like the master of the dark arts, and they'll 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 settle it. So already you'll see that it's not really it's not it's not about, it's not about performance. It's about conformance, right? So that's an interesting thing to think about, and why that holds true. And I'm not saying there's nothing necessarily wrong with that approach. By the way, I'm just sort of emphasizing here that this is what happens. So we talk about in school, like, oh, it's about, you know, it's about sort of getting the right answer. But when you get out into the real world, it's actually nothing could be further from the truth, really. It's if you can get the right answer is like a test to let you get you get in. And then once you're capable of giving the right answer, but you don't give the right answer. That's when you become successful. That's a hard thing to kind of get your head around, I think. From a moral point of view, mind you. But other people would have no issue with it at all. Which I think is quite interesting. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, it kind of shows what we were talking about before, which is interesting. Um, but again, from, from that point of view, we've kind of shared our own opinions on it. Um, this is one that I think in certain cases, because it's very individual, will be interesting to hear what you know, you guys, the listeners, have to say about it because it's it's so personal, right? Telling the truth or telling a lie. We don't want to know what lies you've told or what truths you've told. We just want to know where you stand, um, and we'll know if you lie or not. <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, but but in general, it kind of. Um, might validate what we've kind of talked about or in, in in from another point kind of say that we were wrong and i think that's where learning comes that's yeah, where you learn that, yeah that's when you traverse um a path you might have taken you, you, yourself with one that you're currently on exactly so i would say that i think that kind of brings the end of the show uh, of course all of our communication touch points are in the description box below um and i think all that's left to say is that you've been listening to a very 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 happy diddle dandy merry christmas version of the unimony podcast exactly and i've been your host mick and i've been don and a very very happy christmas to you and yourself and yours and all your family and friends and all your 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 dogs and your cats and everything in between and uh, i look forward to giving you a new episode Next week, as always. As always. In the new year, probably. <laughs> and so, just watch out for the mulled wine. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's a it's killer. Dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. All right, guys. All the best. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace. Au revoir. Oh, wait. That one.